Hey everybody, welcome back to the Back Row Eagles show. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Thank you, everything, everyone, I should say, for all the great feedback that I've gotten about last week's episode. I had a great time. I love talking about those birds. So I'm going to be back every week. Right now I'm recording on Sundays. That just seems to be the most convenient time for me to do it. Um, during the season, I'm going to try to get you guys an episode Tuesday, Wednesday-ish, so it's ready for the Thursday start of the week. Uh, but for right now, the weekends are just working out a lot better for me. So here I am. It's Sunday. You're probably listening to this first thing on your car ride in on Monday morning because I know you're excited about it. So welcome back. Again, thank you for all the kind words. And for the people that didn't have kind words for me, you know what to do. So let's start out. Before we start talking about birds, we're going to talk about free agency today. But uh, the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, has been finalized between the NFL and the NFL Players Association. So some things that are going to be very important to you. I'm not going to bore you with all the details, like the monetary stuff. You can ask your accountant about that. But So there's going to be two more playoff teams. That starts this year in 2020. So you don't have to be as good to get into the playoffs anymore. It's that easy. Um, still, win and you're in. Win the division, you're in. You know that. As of next season, 2021, the regular season can be expanded from 16 to 17 games. Now, the NFL owners have a window between 2021 and 2023 that they can do that. The most important thing, and this is going to be really important for tonight's episode, especially the salary cap increases $10 million to $198.2 million because they couldn't just make an even $200 million. Really, It looks like somebody's temperature. Um, so aside from that, Looks like Ryan Tannehill is staying put. I didn't have him on my free agent list anyway because I didn't think that the Birds were going to spend that much money on a backup quarterback. They have Wentz locked up. Um, they're going to want to go in a different direction. But he's got a four-year, $118 million deal. He seems like the guy that, that Vrabel wants there. The offense really worked well with him. Deion Lewis also looks like he's getting released. So I think the Titans are going to be throwing a lot of money around between Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. And that being said, Clays Campbell is on the move to Baltimore from Jacksonville for a 2025th. I want you to tell me that Bill Belichick didn't somehow negotiate that deal. Clays Campbell for a 2025th? I mean, the rich get richer. The Baltimore Ravens already have a dynamic offense and a fantastic defense. So hopefully they're not a fraud in the playoffs this year. We shall see. But you know what? It doesn't matter. The best playoffs of all time are in 2017. Thank you, St. Nick. So let's talk some free agents. I want to just start here by going over the Eagles free agents. And I'm going to tell you who I think should stay and go. All right, so we're going to start with who I think is the most important free agent that the Eagles have this year. 32 years old or not, that's safety Malcolm Jenkins. He definitely needs to stay. Um, secondly is free safety Rodney McLeod. He's 30. I would still like him to play too. He's just a solid, solid player. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Never really costs you a game. Um, I'm sure you all remember Malcolm Jenkins decapitating Brandon Cooks in the Super Bowl. Let's not forget when Brandon Cooks also tried to hurdle Rodney McLeod, he basically just he just power bombed him into the turf. Um, so aside from that, Ronald Darby. I actually have a question mark for Ronald Darby. I wouldn't mind if he stayed if it was a team friendly deal. That being said, I think he's going to want to get paid. So we shall see there. Um, Nate Sudfeld, quarterback, he's 26, he can go. Nelson Aguilar, he can go. Vinny Curry, defensive end, surprisingly 32. Um, I didn't think he was that old, but then I remembered he was a second-round draft pick out of Marshall in 2012. He had a hard time getting on the field uh, for a while, but that could have been the coaching staff's fault too at the time. Um, he can go. 
Josh McCown's 41 years old. He's the backup quarterback. Um, Player-wise, I think he's going. I do believe I saw something, him possibly becoming an offensive assistant, which I think would be great, especially when you consider I think he's been a really great mentor to Carson Wentz, who is a franchise quarterback. So having some continuity there, just keeping McCown in the room, I think would be fantastic. However, they have to do it. Timmy Jernigan, defensive tackle, he's going to be 27. Um, I would like to see him come back, but if he left and he, he chased some money, that's fine too. Richard Rodgers, who's actually their fourth string tight end, did have some pretty productive games later in the season. He's 28. If they sign him, I'd be okay with that. But if they didn't, I get it. I'd like to see him draft a guy. I'm going to talk about him later. Running back Jordan Howard is uh, 25, and I'm pretty sure he's gone. I don't think he's coming back. Hala, you know, a big V. He's a tackle and a guard. He's 27. I'd like to see him stay. I think it's really important, especially now that Jason Peters is leaving. There's also been some stupid rumors about them possibly trading Andre Dillard and why. Trade up in the first round to get the guy last year. He played great on the left side. Wasn't great on the right side, but that's okay. He's not a right tackle. Okay, that's that's fine. I'm an auto mechanic by nature. I hate it, but that's besides the point. I do a lot of things well, and there's a lot of things I don't do. I do not rebuild transmissions. If my boss asked me to, could I do it? Yes. Would it work? Maybe. Maybe it would be really bad. So you can't fault the guy for doing something poorly the first time he does it. Let's face it, guys. The first time you did a certain thing, it probably wasn't that great either. Except for me, I'm fantastic. So Camus Grugier Hill, outside linebacker, he's 26. I kind of wouldn't mind if he left. Love the guy. He tried to play through a head injury last year, which was pretty stupid. Um, but I think that they can upgrade him. We're going to talk about that. You might hate me for this one. You, you might. Jalen Mills, cornerback, 26 years old. I'd like to see him stay. The defense had more of a swagger when he was on the field. That being said... I don't know free agency-wise. There's only a couple guys that I really liked in this class that are going to be better. And if you draft a rookie, is he going to be better? Look at Sidney Jones. He's not better than Jalen Mills. He was supposed to be, but he's not. Jalen Mills is not as bad as people think. Does he get burned on the double move? Yes. Can he get coached and work better? Yes. I'd like to see him say. Cornerback Craig James, who's 24 years old. I didn't know who he was. I had to look him up. He can go. Um, Cam Johnson, their punter, 28 years old. He was tendered on March 11th, so he's pretty much going to stay. Uh, notable free agents here, Jason Peters, you know he's gone. Darren Sproles is going to retire. Nigel Bradham has been released. I think it's a cap-saving deal. There's a couple guys I'd like to see him get. We're going to get to linebackers. That's really, probably going to be the longest part of the show. Um, but if Nigel Bradham came back on a team-friendly deal, I'd be okay with that too. So let's start with some quarterbacks here. Um, they right now only have one on the roster. Carson Wentz. So a couple guys here, surprisingly a couple guys from Washington, I know you might find that odd, that I wouldn't mind seeing in a backup role. And the first one is Case Keenum. He's 32 years old career-wise. He's 27-35 with 14,368 yards and touchdown interception ratio of 75 to 47. Now, okay, he's not great. He is the all-time NCAA passing leader, though. You can look that up. It is the truth. Um 32 years old, he can come in, he can manage some games for you. That's exactly what you want. You don't need him to set the world on fire. You need him to come in and manage games at the end of a game if they're blowing somebody out, at the end of the game if they're getting blown out and they want to save the franchise quarterback, or if Wentz would have a small injury that made him miss some weeks. 
He's a great guy. Another guy, too, Colt McCoy. He's actually a year older. He's 33. He has a career win-loss of 7-21. and 21. Only 6,080 passing yards and a touchdown-interception ratio of 29-27. He's on a lot of bad teams. Give Colt McCoy some credit. The dude put up killer numbers in college. I think he'd be a little bit cheaper than Case Keenum. I'd be fine with either or. Um, speaking of a guy who lit it up in college, A.J. McCarron, currently with the Houston Texans. He's 29, career record of 2-2, two and two, only 1,153 passing yards, and a touchdown-interception ratio of 6-3. to three. I'm sure you all remember a couple years ago. Maybe you don't. Andy, Andy Dalton got hurt. McCarron came in. He kept them in playoff contention. He did. There's a lot of people that were thinking there might be a small quarterback controversy brewing there. Then later on, he got traded to Buffalo. Buffalo decided, no, we're good. Then he's bounced around a little bit as a backup. So I think he'd be a good backup, exactly that. Here's a weird one. Don't hit me. Blaine Gabbert, currently with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's 30. Career record of 13 and 35. 9,063 passing yards and touchdown interception ratio of 48 to 47. Decently athletic. For how crappy he is, but he was also meant to be the Jaguar savior. I don't think you, know, you need a guy with a, a banging mustache to be the Jaguar savior. Let's be real here. Um, and the last is Jeff Driscoll from currently of Detroit, 27 years old, a career record of 1 and 7, 1,688 passing yards, and a touchdown interception ratio of 10 to 6. I like Driscoll. Again, another guy that's always been on bad teams, but he's athletic, he can get the ball down the field. Decent decision maker. So, again, we're looking at backup quarterbacks. Are these guys career numbers-wise great? No, especially when lost. That's why they are backup quarterbacks. That's just how it is, and that's how it's going to be. We don't need someone that's setting the world on fire. We don't need Ryan Tannehill or anything like that. We need a guy that could just come in and manage the game. The defense is good enough to take care of the rest. Let's start with running backs. I must really like running backs from bad teams, too. It's so a 5'8 and 195 pounds. Chris Thompson, more of a receiver than a runner, 29 years old. He has 1,194 career rush yards and 1,772 career receiving yards, 15 total touchdowns. So here's a guy, again, you want to take Miles Sanders off the field on third down and give him a rest? You can. Chris Thompson, he can run between the tackles, but he's better as a receiver. Generally, third and six, you're going to throw it to a back out of the backfield a lot of times, especially in an offense like this. Now you want a guy who's going to bang it. And who's going to wear down an opponent late in the game? Carlos Hyde, currently of the Houston Texans, 28 years old. He's six foot, 229 pounds. Career 4,370 rush yards and 32 touchdowns. 709 career receiving yards. So he's not the biggest receiver with three touchdowns. He's only had one total 1,000 yard season. For as good as he is, he's been a little underwhelming. He's bounced around the last couple of years. Uh, Cleveland. Then he went to Jacksonville. Then he went to Kansas City. Then he went to Houston. So he's been around a little bit. The much maligned Peyton Barber, one of the younger guys on this list. He's 26. He stands 5'11", 225, 1,987 rush yards, 15 touchdowns, 349 receiving yards, two touchdowns. His best season was 871 yards in 2018. I think you could get him cheap. That's why I put him on this list. He is a quality NFL player. He's not going to wow you if Miles Sanders has to go out for a little bit. Peyton Barber can carry the load. Now, here's a guy, Amir Abdullah. I remember when he was a second-round draft pick out of Nebraska. I don't know, do the Lions really know what they're doing with, with running backs? He didn't really get any playing time in Minnesota last year, but they have Dalvin Cook. They had Alexander Madison. Um, he's a smaller guy, 5'9", 203. 
27 years old, 1,366 career rush yards, six touchdowns, 518 receiving yards, and four touchdowns. Amir Abdullah's okay. He's got decent speed. He could be cheap as well. Now, if you really want to switch to an offense with the Jordan Howard type guy, that's not Jordan Howard, that would be cheaper than Jordan Howard. You want a big bruiser a la Michael Bush, fame, Rod Smith, six foot three, 235 pounds. He has had the misfortune of backing up guys like Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, and Josh Jacobs. He's 28 years old, but he does not have a lot of wear on his tires. 364 career rushing yards and five touchdowns, 30 career receiving yards with one touchdown. Cheap, cheap backup. You're going to pay somewhere this year. I'm going to get to that. This guy could be cheap. He could be what you need. And last is Lamar Miller from Houston. He was injured last year. Another guy that might just need to be you know, on a prove-it deal. 5'10", 221, 29 years old. 5,864 rush yards and 32 touchdowns. 1,565 receiving yards, 8 touchdowns. He's had two 1,000-yard seasons. And he had 973 in 2018, so he was close. So a lot of these guys are pushing 30, and you're going to say, Mike, you're an idiot. Why would I want guys that are pushing 30 on my roster? Because they're not the future of your franchise. They're not. Miles Sanders is your future. You could sprinkle a little Boston Scott in there, too. Boston Scott. Oh, that's such a harsh accent. You need a guy that can just come in and carry the load for a little bit. Miles Sanders is going to get the most play. He's proved that he can do it this year. So we don't need somebody to wow us. We just need someone to come in and be a solid NFL player. Any one of these guys can do that. Maybe not Chris Thompson because he's always hurt. Let's talk about some wide receivers. The wide receiver class is extremely underwhelming this year. I thought Taylor Gabriel would be a good pickup. He's 5'7". He's he's short for a wide receiver. His best season was 688 yards in 2018. He's been around the league a little bit. I believe he was with the Falcons. He was with the Bears the last couple years. Um, Clearly, the Bears know what they have in Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson. They'll probably draft a guy, too. Um, Taylor Gabriel on his way out there. So... A couple of these guys I'm just going to touch on real quick. Philip Dorsett, former first-round draft pick of the Indianapolis Colts, spent the last couple of years with the New England Patriots. Um, not ba- Only 1,634 receiving yards with 11 touchdowns. His best season was 528 yards in 2016. So my whole, my whole thing with these wide receivers and free agents as a whole, I'm just trying to help you guys. No, I'm not, okay, let me rephrase that. I apologize. Let me reset and rephrase. The way that I'm doing this is I'm thinking of it from a standpoint of Harry Roseman trying to get the best value as cheap as possible. So I don't think the Eagles are going to be offensively looking for a huge name free agent. I think they're going to go defense with that, and I think they're going to draft really well this year. Um, So Philip Dorsett hasn't done much. He's 5'10", 192. A guy that I think has a lot of potential, Rashard Higgins, for whatever, you know, Cleveland, they have OBJ. They have Jarvis Landry, who's one of the consistent, most consistent receivers in the NFL. They had Rashad Perryman. They had Antonio Callaway. Maybe Antonio Callaway can come back in the NFL now. That's another part of the CBA. Um, field marijuana test, no longer get you suspended. But you know what? It's a freaking plant. Guys want to smoke weed. I don't care. Just show up and play on Sunday. But Rashard Higgins is 6'1", 198 pounds. He did show really good chemistry with Baker Mayfield, which is great. You have good chemistry with the young quarterback over there. You can have good chemistry with a quarterback here who 
has a better arm. I'm not saying more accurate. I think his deep ball is better than Baker's. I'd like to see Richard Higgins, 6'1", 198. See him in an Eagles uniform. Um, Tim Patrick from Denver, we're talking 533 receiving yards and one touchdown. His best season was 315 yards in 2018, but he's only 26. He's six foot four, so maybe some good jump ball potential there. If you are in the fantasy community, a lot of guys thought Tim Patrick was going to be a thing. He wasn't. They have Cortland Sutton. Um, I'm blanking on the guy from Penn State. Deshaun Hamilton. They have Noah Fan out there now, too, so they're set. So my last two guys are the guys I'd really love to see the Eagles go for, and I don't think that they're going to be too expensive. The first one is Brashad Perryman. He was currently with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's 26 years old, six foot two, 215 pounds. Career, okay? Now listen very carefully. 1,561 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns. He was a first-round draft pick of the Baltimore Ravens. That is where wide receivers go to die. Just how it is. Just like at one point in time, if you were a quarterback and you went to the Raiders, your career was done. Sorry. Now, this is what's important. When Mike Evans and then Chris Godwin got hurt last year, okay? Bashad Perryman had his best season, 2019, last year. 645 yards and six touchdowns. And you're going to say to me, Mike, that's not a lot. And it's not a lot. It's 645 yards. But the guy was buried on the depth chart. He didn't get a lot of play. However, in weeks 13 through 17, when he needed to start, 37 targets, 25 catches for 506 yards and five touchdowns. It's five weeks. Five weeks. If you double that, that's 10 weeks. That's math. That's 1,012 yards and 10 touchdowns. Now, if you triple that, that's 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. So... I think he can do it. I think he can do it if he's a two somewhere and not a number one receiver. My ne my next and last guy is Geronimo Allison, Green Bay Packers, 26 years old. He's 6'3", 202. So he's a bigger dude. He only has 1,045 career receiving yards with six touchdowns. His best season was 303 yards and two touchdowns in 2018. Aaron Rodgers is kind of a jerk. He looks like it, and he looks like he acts like it too. If he doesn't like you, you just don't get the ball thrown to you. And you know what? Maybe there's some sort of merit to what he does. But I like Geronimo Allison. I think he was plagued with some injuries. He could be a very cost-effective guy to get and for the Eagles to take a shot on. So why no Robbie Anderson? He's been linked to them, although I did hear that there's a potential of them working out a contract there. He's going to command big money. He also has a similar skill set to Deshaun Jackson. I've heard on a couple podcasts saying, well, Deshaun Jackson's a free agent. So there's a website called Over the Cap, and it tells you who or who is a free agent. So before you go and talk about who's a free agent, you should probably freaking research it because he's signed through 2022. Yeah, so that makes him not a free agent. That makes him under contract, everybody. If you want to replace him and cut him with somebody cheaper, you can go to the draft, and you could draft a guy like K.J. Hamler out of Penn State, who is, in my opinion, a poor man's Henry Ruggs, who a lot of people link the Eagles to because they're trying to replace a guy who's under contract. If the Eagles wanted to cut Deshaun Jackson, they would have cut him already. They signed him to a nice lucrative deal. He's here to stay for a couple more years. Even at his age, over 30, he's doing a great job, and he still has elite speed. Elite speed. He is fine. He's not going anywhere. Okay? We're not replacing Deshaun Jackson. We are just not. 
Especially you saw the rapport that him and Wentz had with each other for a game and two plays. So he's not going anywhere. And he's not a free agent. If you have a podcast and you don't do your research, shut your freaking mouth. Moving on to tight ends. Um, my opinion there is either re-sign Richard Rodgers or look to the draft. One of the guys that I like, who's actually kind of my tight end one, uh, for fantasy purposes anyways, Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue. Um, Purdue is not a great, prolific offensive powerhouse. Rondale Moore was kind of going to be the show there. If Rondale Moore was on the field, but he wasn't, he got hurt. Unfortunately, it's a shame too. Check out some Rondale Moore film. There's a guy, I think he could come out either next year or the year after. I don't know if he redshirted this year, if he got hurt early enough to do so. He's a guy I'd love to see the Eagles get. A smaller guy, kind of like it's Sean Jackson, but I think he has a more complete skill set. So Rondale Moore is great. Now, if he was on the field, that would open some things up for Bryson Hopkins. I don't have the stats in front of me, but Bryson Hopkins, big guy, athletic, can't really block, block that great. I don't think Doug Peterson gives a shit if he could block if you're a tight end or not. He just wants you to be productive. So let's go to offensive line. You know that there are obviously some changing of the guard situations here. Jason Peters is gone. And Jason, I love you. Thank you. Everything that you have done for this franchise, you've done for coaching up these young men, teaching them how to just be men. The city loves you. We do. But we realize that there's a time you have to go. And I'm sad to see you go. Really, I am. I, the second they got him, I said, you know, here, you, you got your tackle for the next four or five years. I thought, and I was wrong. It was a lot longer than that. I believe it was seven or eight years. But it's Andre Dillard's time. We do still need some backups, though. My, my preference is to sign Big V. He's your swing tackle. He can play either side respectably. That being said, I think if he, if he would have not played in the playoff game and Lane Johnson would have started, I don't think Wentz gets hurt. Now, you also can't make the argument he's always hurt when it comes to head trauma. You don't mess with head trauma. And it's also not the player's call. They see you woozy, they pull you. The guy's a lot to live for. He's married, he's got a baby girl on the way. He has more to live for than football. It's just that easy. But if they can't resign Big V, there's a couple guys I like. A couple aging tackles. One's Andrew Whitworth and the other one's Donald Penn. Whitworth is from the Rams. He's 38. Donald Penn is from the Skins. He's 37. So if you're getting rid of a 38-year-old guy, why would you want to replace him with a guy that's 38 and 37, Mike? Well, that's a really good question. Probably because the 38-year-old Jason Peter, who's on a Hall of Fame career trajectory, probably doesn't want to take a crap deal and become a backup tackle. Right? Now, if these other guys are cast off by their teams and they just need a prove-it deal or they just want to keep playing, they might take that deal. That's why I say that. A good veteran presence is great to have in the locker room. You can bring these young guys along. All right. Kill me for this. I don't care. What about Dennis Kelly? Do you remember Dennis Kelly, former fourth-round draft pick out of Oregon? Right? Yeah, kind of looked like a gargoyle. Probably still does. I don't know. He was with the Titans. He was part of the trade. <laughs> we got Doriel Green Beckham. And I think a fourth-round pick or something like that. And Dennis Kelly got to go to Tennessee. Do you remember how we thought we won that trade? That was 2016, Doug Peterson's first year. So Dennis Kelly's only 30. He's got probably another good at least four or five years left in him. <clears throat> he knows the system. He could come in. He could be productive if need to be. You could probably get him cheap. 
My last guy is Stefan Wisniewski. I don't know why they cut him in the first place. Maybe they just really wanted to make Isaac Sayamalo a thing. But bring back Wiz. He was with the Chiefs last year. He could play center and guard. So, you know, if you get a guy like Dennis Kelly back, there's your swing tackle. If you get a guy like Stefan Wisniewski back, there's your center and guard backup. He can do everything. Why not? If he wants to come back, this team's jerked him around enough now. So let's move it on to defensive line. We got a little bit left. We got defensive line. Linebackers is going to be the biggest portion of the show, I think. And we got some DBs. So I'll make defensive line quick. Um, Bo Allen, who knows this defense pretty well, he's a free agent. Tampa Bay, defensive tackle, former Eagle. Um, Yannick Anjakui, I don't know how to say his last name. Um, he's a Jacksonville defensive end, 25 years old, big dude, 6'2", 246, in 63 total games, 122 tackles, 105 of those solo, 37 and a half sacks, 42 tackles for loss, 14 forced fumbles. I don't think it's going to happen now. I did this before the Clays Campbell trade, so this was kind of a pipe dream anyway. I really don't think it's going to happen now, uh, but I would still prefer them to draft defensive linemen. Malik Jackson will also be back. Don't forget about him. Um, younger players have had time to develop like Josh Sweat and Sharif Miller. So I think they'll be okay. Even if they don't get a guy, they'll probably draft somebody or find somebody off a scrap heap. Well, I don't even know who they are. So let's go to linebackers. And this is going to be a really important one here. Um, like I said before, Uje Hill, free agent. You still have Nate Gary and you still have TJ Edwards. Uh how confident are we here with our linebacking core? You can redo this entire linebacking core. I'd like to see them keep Nate Gary, though. He played really well. He did have sports hernia surgery in the offseason, so it's going to take him a little bit to get back to playing shape. But luckily, that's some time now. That's you know, five, five and a half months until our first game. Not soon enough, by the way. I put these guys in order how I want them. That sounded wrong. In the order which I would prefer them to come... Okay, that did not sound good. I ranked them one through whatever, okay? The first is Deron Lee. Six foot one, 232 pounds. Spent last year with the Kansas City Chiefs. He is an inside linebacker. He's only 25 years old. He could probably use a, I guess you could call it a third chance at this point in time. He was drafted by the Jets. He's a former first-round draft pick. But let's face it, Adam Gaze traded him. Adam Gaze is batshit crazy. They signed C.J. Mosley. They have Avery Williamson. They have great linebackers there now. So they didn't really need to run. He got traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. 56 game played, 38 starts, 272 total tackles, 17 tackles for loss, four sacks, three picks. He needs that second chance, and I think he could be cheap. That's why he's number one. I will explain that better when we get to defensive backs. Secondly is Joe Schobert. Joe Show Bruning, I'm sorry, but this dude would look great in an Eagles uniform. You can hate me all you want for that. 6'1", 245, an extremely productive, just fantastic linebacker for the Cleveland Browns. He's an inside linebacker as well. He's 26 years old. He's played in 61 games with 49 starts, 408 tackles, 252 solo of those. 15 tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks, and six picks. He's gonna get he's gonna get paid, but I think you could get him on a decent deal. I don't know why Cleveland wouldn't want him back. Maybe because they're dumping so much money on offense. But the dude's a playmaker. And if Cleveland doesn't re-sign him, they're foolish. And anybody that gets this guy is gonna be super happy about it. Blake Martinez, one of the most boring linebacker names of all time. 6'2", 237. I think the Packers are going to re-sign him. 
But if they didn't and the Birds got him, I'd be happy about it. He's extremely productive. He's played 61 games with 57 starts, 512 tackles, 331 of those are solo, 29 tackles for loft, 10 sacks, 3 picks. The next guy is the guy that is everybody's consensus 1-1. And as you can see, I like to zig one other zag, probably because I'm smarter than everybody else when it comes to the Eagles. And, I mean, if you don't like it, sorry. But I think I am. And I like when I get to say I told you so. That's Corey Littleton from the Rams, 6'3", 228. He is an inside linebacker. He's 26, 64 games, 37 starts, 315 tackles, 205 of those solo. 20 tackles for a loss, 8.5 sacks, and 6 picks. Corey Littleton's fine, but you're going to pay Corey Littleton a lot of money. That's why I don't him have him as number one on my list. That's why. If you want a guy that could take somebody's head off and do so cheaply, Nick Kwiatkowski, 6'2", 243, Chicago Bears, inside linebacker, 27. I got to thank my buddy Jeremy Barker, not only for creating this awesome channel for all these podcasts, but for turning me on to Nick Kwiatkowski. I didn't know who he was until I heard about him from him. So career 57 games, 22 starts. He's been mostly a backup, 184 tackles, 139 of those solo, 13 tackles for loss, six sacks, and one pick. So the Bears have this thing where they always have really, really good linebackers. They just signed Danny Trevathan to a long-term, well, not long-term, three-year deal. He's their guy. Roquan Smith has draft capital. He's a great linebacker. Kwiatkowski needs a home. I don't think it's going to be in Chicago. I think he wants to play. When he's on the field, he is super, super productive. Um, you want to go and look at his game logs. And you're going to see when he's starting, he's making a lot of plays. Here's a good guy that you could have come in and mentor. A younger player at the outside linebacker position, Tahir Whitehead, currently of the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders. He's an inside-outside linebacker, so he's extremely versatile, 30 years old, 6'2", 241. Now, in his career, he's played 125 games with 87 starts, 633 tackles, 463 of those solo, 38 tackles for loss, 3 sacks, 5 picks. The veteran presence would be great, like I said, and he's versatile, so he can play wherever. If you have a guy that just needs a breather... Slide him over wherever, slide him outside, bring in somebody else, and do what you got to do. But to hear Whitehead has won me fantasy football games too. So I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for Tier Whitehead. Thank you very much, Tier. I'd love to see you in an Eagles uniform. Nick Vigil, Cincinnati Bengals. He's another outside linebacker. Um, I feel like he'd command a little bit more than Tahir. 6'2", 235, 27 years old. 54 games played, 37 starts, 295 tackles, 182 of those solo, 12 tackles for a loss, 2 sacks, and 2 picks. I think it would be in the Bengals' best interest to re-sign him, but he seemed to lose favor a little bit last year, so I don't think that they will. Devondre Campbell, Atlanta Falcons. Currently, he is an outside linebacker as well. He's 27 years old. He's played in 59 games with 54 starts. 363 tackles, 234 solo, 6'4", 232 pounds, 18 tackles for a loss, 5.5 sacks, and 3 picks. I don't think the Falcons are going to re-sign him. If you want to throw some money at the outside linebacker position, he's your guy. By all means. I like this guy from the Rams better than Corey Littleton. At 6'3", 255 pounds, you have Dante Fowler Jr. He's an outside linebacker, 26 years old. Did I say outside linebacker? I might have. So in his career, 63 games, 21 starts, 141 tackles, 104 of those solo, 34 tackles for loss, 
27 and a half sacks. No picks. So I don't know if he's more of a 3-4 edge rusher. They do rush, or they do play the 3-4 out there with Wade Phillips as their defensive coordinator. He might not fit into the scheme too well, but if he can make the transition and you could get him cheaply enough, I wouldn't mind seeing him in an Eagles uniform. And last but certainly not least, 28 years old, 6'2", 235 pounds, is Alec Ogletree from the New York Giants. He's also an inside linebacker. We want to talk about some good stats. 93 games, all starts, 676 tackles, 473 solo, 41 tackles for a loss. So the guy gets it done behind the line of scrimmage for sure. Seven and a half sacks and 12 picks. He is a productive football player. Would probably be cheaper than most of the other guys on that list. A lot of times you have these free agent guys that run poor teams. Sometimes you can get a deal on them. But the reason that Deron Lee is my 1-1 for the linebacker position is because of the next guy, Byron Jones, from the hated Dallas Cowboys, 27 years old. Career, I'm switching to defensive backs now. I probably should have said that. He's six foot 205. He seems to be the treasure of the cornerback class, defensive back class, and free agency, 79 games played, 73 starts, 349 tackles, 270 solo. Only two picks with one touchdown, 11 tackles for loss, and no sacks. He can also play safety. This is why I like Byron Jones. 43 passes defensed. That is a fantastic number. 43 passes defensed. We've seen Byron Jones play twice a year. You see a lot more Cowboys games than that. They're always on TV, sadly. But you know Byron Jones is a great football player. And you're going to need to spend a lot of money to re-sign him. That's just the nature of the beast. So if you're spending a lot of money on Byron Jones, you can spend less on a quality receiver like Deron Lee. I'm sorry, quality linebacker like Deron Lee. That's my thought. So you get quality and value at one position and you overspend at another. Okay. The next one is Vernon Hargraves. He is currently with the Houston Texans. He was a first-round draft pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, career of 41 games, 35 starts, 186 tackles, 163 of those solo. Uh, it's nice to see You know, most of his tackling is done by himself in the open field. So two interceptions, one touchdown, five tackles for loss, no sacks, and 21 passes defense. So uh, I love the, the solo tackle number there. Do most of your work by yourself. We play against some really good wide receivers in the NFC East here. You know, you got um, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Amari Cooper, maybe if he comes back. I don't know if the Cowboys can afford to keep all these guys. I mean, they're going to have to shell out a ton of dough. Uh, Terry McLaurin is a fantastic wide receiver for the Washington Redskins. I think Calvin Harmon still has a chance to be a thing, but I guess we'll see. Um, so I like Vernon Hargraves as well. He's my number two. Um, third is Carl Joseph from the Oakland Raiders. He's just a solid, fundamental football player. He's not impressive at all as far as anything flashy, but he doesn't really make mistakes, and he's not going to piss you off watching his game film. He's 26 years old. He started 40. I'm sorry. He has played 49 games, started 41, 236 tackles, 174 of those solo, four picks, no touchdowns, nine tackles for loss, three sacks, and 15 passes defense. And the last is a guy that I think there was some trade rumors. Last year, and that's Chris Harris from the Denver Broncos, but he's 31. You really want to give a long-term contract to – he's probably going to want a bunch of years. 
In his career, 139 games, 121 of those were starts, 518 tackles. So he definitely, he can get it done. 443 of those solos. See, this is, again, this is great. And that's another division with great wide receivers. Murray Cooper used to be in that division. Mike Williams, uh, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. Uh-huh. 20 picks, 4 touchdowns, 23 tackles for loss, 4.5 sacks, and 86 passes defense. He's been a productive football player, and he's going to continue to be. That doesn't mean that I want them to overspend on him. If you're going to sign Chris Harris to a deal, I would give him a front-loaded two-year deal with a third-year club option. Because at the end of that third year, he's going to be 34 years old. A lot of defensive backs don't play that long. So don't overspend. Don't overthink. I'm excited. So the legal tampering period starts on the 16th, which is... Tomorrow or today, if you're listening to it on Monday, that means teams can kind of start talking to guys who aren't free agents on their team. Um, Free agency starts on the 18th. With the coronavirus that's going on, um, first, I hope everybody's being safe. Don't buy all the toilet paper. Don't be a fucking asshole about it. Like, seriously, save some for everybody else. I'd like to wipe my butt, too, for the record. Um, It appears as though everything is going to go on as scheduled. Uh, Free agency is still going to go on. I don't know about the draft. I don't know about anything else as of yet. So um, free agency set to go on. Maybe they'll do some Skype interviews, or phone interviews, and just kind of do that in place of actual visits. So these are some of my free agent targets. Tell me what you think. I mean, I'm curious. I know everybody likes to see them make the big splashy move, but sometimes it's the solid fundamental moves that you make that actually help your team win. And that's what I'm all about. Flashy doesn't always equal championships. Am I right? I'm right. The 2017 Philadelphia Eagles weren't the flashiest team, but they were really consistent. They played very, very solid fundamental football. They didn't make a lot of mistakes. They didn't commit a lot of penalties. And that defense was fantastic. So hopefully you guys enjoyed my free agent breakdown. Guys that I hope you know we see coming through the the Novacare complex and Lincoln Financial Field. Hope we could steal somebody's away, someone away from another team because you know other teams trash can be another team's treasure. So until next week, you can follow me on Twitter at the Embauer eighty five. You can follow the show at backrow underscore birds. Thank you again for listening. Make sure you check out all the other team podcasts in this channel that Barker put together. Um, he's doing a great job with this so far. He's been really helpful to everybody too. Um, I'm using some new recording equipment, some new recording software. I'm using some new podcast uploading software too. So this podcast is way different from the Dynasty Rewind. It's like basically starting from ground zero. I also have people asking me for help and I'm like, man, I just Googled everything. But if I can help you, I definitely, definitely will. So to everybody that listened, I think the total downloads was 24. For a first podcast, that's not bad. I really appreciate it. I hope you love the Eagles as much as I do. And if you listen just to listen because you're being supportive of me, then I thank you very much for your support. Love all you guys that have listened, all 24 of you. Maybe next week I'll get to 30. I don't know. So, hey, until next week, remember, nobody likes us and we don't care. Thanks, Birds fans.